It's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century, in a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal. These are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. Hello, hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Raise Right podcast. For those of you that this may be your first episode you're listening to, my name is Rayleigh Klein. I'm a 22-year-old born and raised conservative and um, absolutely love doing this podcast. So I was born and raised in Wyoming, moved here to Arizona in 2018 to get my undergrad in journalism and political science from Arizona State University. Um, What really launched, I guess, my career and love for politics was when I sued my university over First Amendment violations and won. And my life got completely changed. I went from being just another journalism student who had an interest in politics to being, you know, a full-blown political person, I guess, just being involved in the in the ring and um, sharing my love for conservative values in the Republican Party and really trying to empower young conservatives to embrace that that part of them as well and stand firm in their convictions. So my humble roots in Wyoming are super relevant to this episode and what gets me super excited to share it with you guys. Well, I'm excited about every episode, but this one hits a little bit closer to home. I recently heard about the story, and you might have too, about a young girl who's only 16, in Laramie, Wyoming, which is about 45 minutes where I grew up, who was arrested from her high school because of what she stood up for. And hearing that from the most conservative state in the entire nation, like there's more guns than people and more cattle than people in in Wyoming. But, you know, it's a very conservative state. And to hear something like this coming from where I grew up from, it's like, wow, this is this is real. This isn't just something that we hear about in the news. Like this hit home for me. And so I was so lucky to get in contact with Grace and her father. And I immediately invited them on to share not only their their story and catch us up to date of everything they've been doing, but also just how she grew up. Because what she did was so, so powerful and so not something that a normal 16-year-old, we would ever expect them to do. Um, I know I wouldn't do it at 16 but politics has just become such an influential part of their life. Um, and the things that they've had to experience and had to do at such a young age is just appalling. So I'm excited to have her on. All right. So I am here with Grace and her dad, Andy. Grace, why don't you just start us off and tell us what happened that day when you got arrested at your own high school? Um, I went to school just like every other day. Uh, I had just come off of my second a two-day out-of-school suspension. Um, at that point, I had already had one $500 trespassing citation. Um, I went to school with all intents to continue to stay there, uh, knowing that they were going to suspend me again. And on my previous encounters, I had only, I'd been called into the office late morning. So uh, during first hour, I went down to the front office to grab some ice from the nurse. Um, about 20 minutes into first hour thinking that I could just head back to class and then my plan had been to refuse to leave the classroom when I was called down um, but one of the administrators stopped me and asked me to come into his office and I said no so I started to head back to class and they actually locked me into the, in the lunchroom before I was even suspended and then you can see in the video um, he refused to let me through the door and kept slamming it in my face um, 
until uh, I was suspended. So I was actually locked in the lunchroom for no reason. I was legally allowed to be there. Um, and then they suspended me and then I continued to just sit on the lunchroom stairs uh, while the police officers came and talked to me multiple times asking if I would leave and I continued to say no. Um, and I had no way to get back into class, but I kept asking to go back into class and every single administrator and law enforcement officer that I talked to said no. And then um, finally, uh, after the lockdown had been going on for about an hour and a half, they put the lockdown on as soon as I got suspended. Um, after about an hour and a half of that, they told me that I had been trespassing too long and it became a safety concern. And so they arrested me and took me to jail. Oh my gosh. So they actually put your school on lockdown then to basically <laughs> escort you out in handcuffs for not wearing a mask in school. Yeah. What was going through your head? Because I'm 22 and it terrifies me to think about getting arrested for something like that. So I can't imagine at 16. I mean, it was, it wasn't as scary as I thought, honestly. I mean, I was really surprised. I never thought I would be arrested for anything, let alone something I didn't do. Because um, I was, I was not trespassing. Uh, it was an illegal suspension. So I was not trespassing whatsoever. And uh, it was honestly... It frustrated me because uh, they took me out the back door, so nobody else got it on video except the one video of me in cuffs that I took. Um, I, honestly, I, I've been mentally preparing myself for this for a while because we knew it was really likely that it would happen because probably four weeks into the school year, we had a meeting with the superintendent and he said that he was not afraid to have kids arrested. And so we've been preparing for this for a while. Wow, that's insane. So almost as famous of the video of you getting hauled off in handcuffs is your dad's recording of sitting down with, I believe was the school board or correct me if it was just Grace's school, but you know, dad, what's going through your head when you get a call like that and get called in? Yeah. So we did um, update the videos a little bit to try to help uh, people see the story unfold. So the video of me meeting with the principal and the superintendent was at Grace's first suspension meeting. So this is, uh, this is September 30th. Yeah, September 30th, two sus suspensions prior to the arrest. So, um, and that's the only time that I met with the, uh, the officials at the school. And uh, they were giving her her suspension. And, the, and in the video, I am informing them that they are unlawfully suspending her and going against the Constitution of Wyoming. And uh, they, they didn't care. And that's been, the, that's been the case with every single person that we've, we've talked to through the course of this, when we've pointed out how the law protects us as parents and kids. Uh, and in Wyoming is unique. There's a clause in the, uh, the article, section 38, about the health um, of the people of Wyoming, where Wyoming will step in to uh, protect its people. And so it was very disappointing that when pointing that out to each official, whether it be a school uh, administrator or law enforcement, we even went all the way to the sheriff and the uh, city uh, police chief. They all just said, it's a civil matter. We can't get involved. It was very frustrating and kind of defeating for Grace because we went through this whole process trying to get some sort of an emergency injunction, something to get them to leave her alone. I asked them all to just leave her alone and they wouldn't. Um, and and this is where it ended up. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you guys definitely did your research and, and knew what you were walking into for sure, which is good. 
were you kind of like the only one leading this charge or did you have peers that were in it with you but were just you know too scared to take it as far no I had so many peers in it with me I led a uh, uh, there was a nationwide walkout on September 9th and or September 10th excuse me and then there I led a protest right afterward and there was about 80 students there and over 30 parents there and so I have I have had so many kids by my side and at least around half the school has not been wearing a mask since the beginning of the school year and at this point there's at least a third probably still not wearing masks um there's been quite a few kids that dropped out and just went to homeschool, but a lot of kids, um, the first thing that they did with the walkout and the protest was they threatened sports. Um, they put an announcement over the intercom that said anybody in a fall sport will be suspended till further notice if they participate in the walkout. And ever since then, they, they targeted sports and then they started targeting clubs and academics. So kids are, they're really trying to get kids to just put the mask on. Um, mm -hmm. And then I decided to push it because I wanted to see how far they would take it. And um, I feel really sad that there were so many kids that couldn't go with me that wanted to. Um, but there's a lot of kids that didn't want to give up simple high school things like sports. And that's totally understandable. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a fear tactic that they use. They threaten to take one thing away and then the next thing and just see how far they can push it, you know, with your compliance. Mm -hmm. So one thing with your story I've seen with you being, you know, so young is that people just kind of assume that you're your parents' puppet. And that's obviously not the case. You're very mature, very independent thinker. Why have you, you know, stayed in this, this fight at such a young age and, and kept going? Um, because it's not a fight that's about me. And I realized that uh, since the beginning, I've realized that this is a fight. Originally, I thought it was just going to be a fight for people in my town, but it's become a fight for my entire state and our entire nation and um on a, it's it's just something that I think that somebody needed to do and uh, I'm grateful that I could be that person because it's a lot of work and I feel I would feel terrible for anybody else doing it but um I would be standing right alongside whoever's name was the first one in the news and so um this fight is not about me whatsoever um and I just I chose to do it because I don't want to continue to grow up in a country where I don't have the rights that I was supposed to. And I don't want to eventually have my own family in a country that's like this. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes all it takes is one. And I think people are just getting so sick of these mandates, whether it be the vaccine or the masks. And the more we stand up against it, the better it's going to be. So from a, a parent's perspective, obviously the name of the show is, is Raised Right. And there's a lot of us out there that are, but are too scared to kind of, you know, own that and, and walk with it. And so tell me a little bit about how you raised such a courageous young daughter into, you know, having the courage to do something like this. Uh, well, truly, I believe it's just the grace of God because uh, as parents, I think uh, it, most parents would testify the same as I am that we feel inadequate most of the time. Um, you know, you pray fervently for your kids and you want them to grow up and uh, be young, independent people, um, be willing to look at uh, objectively at facts and um, and be able to ask the hard questions like, how do you know that to be true and come up, you know, come to a res the end result to be um, at least a an idea if not a really close matching with what is truth and you know you just pray that for your kids but you can't you, you know you never know if they're listening and so this all of this has been a surprise for her her mother and i um we're all, we've always been so proud of grace 
Um, but to see her walk through this, open this door and walk down this path, she's done most of it on her own. I had to, I mean, I didn't even know this was going on until I, I saw my daughter's picture in the paper on the front page. So she, this, she was leading the way in the charge and doing it all without even telling her parents what she was doing. So it's pretty wild. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, that's okay. Back up a minute. You didn't know that she was arrested until it hit the news first. No, when she first, uh, you know, because she started this process. Um, and so I guess I should, should clarify. I understood that she was going to school not wearing a mask. She did tell mm -hmm. us that. And I told her that I would look into the legality of that. Um, and if if she had the, if, if the law was on our side, then we would fight it. If it wasn't, then she would have to make a decision. She'd have to either um, mask up and go to school or withdraw her um, her enrollment with the high mm -hmm. school. So we we had already known that and we were already starting the process and looking into the legality of their policy. But in the background, Grace was um, leading the charge, um, getting people, organizing people and um, you know, doing that protest and stuff. And I didn't know any of that was going on until I saw her picture on the front page of the paper um, that she was, you know, protesting um, at the corner of Grand and Boulder Drive. So, yeah, definitely raised with, with courage and raised right. So I'm sure going back to school after that was something that was super hard. Have you been back to school yet? Not since I was arrested, no. And I uh, decided last night and I told the board that I'm going to be switching to a homeschool program because of the personal threats that have happened to my family and I and um, the bullying that I've experienced and all the discrimination from not only kids but teachers at school and so it's just not really a mentally or physically safe environment for me anymore. Um, if they lift the mandate I will eventually go back maybe for my senior year but for this year I'm going to stay home. Yeah, I think that's that's good. You know, keep your safety the number one priority for sure. What's been the hardest thing about this? Is it the bullying and the discrimination or talking about what's been the most difficult? Um, probably bullying and discrimination and um, or the frustration that I've experienced that nobody is willing to protect my rights. Um, uh, it's really, really sickening to see all these authority figures like police officers and lieutenants and school board officials and principals who are supposed to be protecting my rights and giving me the privilege to education. Um, and they're taking all of that away. And uh, it's just absolutely disgusting. Well, and I would say too, on top of that, it's just the hypocrisy of it all. So Grace was silent, um, but strong in her uh, mask um, protests. But it, it did silently lead other kids to, to start taking off the mask. So when kids saw that they weren't actually enforcing the rules, kids started to follow suit just naturally. They would just take the mask off. It would start with kids leaving the classroom, taking the mask off when they left the class in the hallway. And then, um, you know, and then it got to the point where kids are just wearing the mask under their chin or not even putting it on at all. And so the day before Grace was... Um, suspended the first time uh, she was under the impression or testifies that probably half the school was not in masks so it you know just they targeted her because we were asking the, the tough questions and she was uh and you know instrumental in leading the the way with the protests so you know we definitely feel like she was targeted and i mean you can see even in 
in the, the day of the arrest, there are kids in the background not wearing masks. So, I mean, the irony behind all this is just unbelievable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they pick you out as the ringleader and then they want to just make your life as hard as it can possibly be. You know, I've, I've been there. I've talked to so many other people that have been there as well. So they want to make you feel like the bad guy. They want to paint you in like the worst light possible just to get you to break. But no, there's an army of young conservatives and even, you know, parents out there that are applauding your efforts and are thankful that we have some kids out there that are willing to fight it as far as you guys are. Thank you. So you have sought legal counsel, correct? Yes. What's yes. that pursuit looking like? Uh, so we're learning. Um, there is obviously a lot packed into this case because Grace has her own uh, civil uh, suits based on the treatment that she she has received um, from individuals surrounding the uh, the administration and everything else. So it's kind of a packed full. It'll be a packed full. Um, uh, litigation that will involve the civil matters pertaining to grace individually and then also on the uh, national level of the constitutional law stuff which is what we're most interested in and that's what we want that's why grace was doing this the fight not um not for herself but for everybody else and so um that's where we want to put all as much as we can to invest in to give the power back to the people Awesome. We love that. So what can, you know, you guys have started a website. You told me you started a Gifts and Go. What are you guys doing with those funds and how can, you know, an average person help you guys? Uh, we are uh, giving all the funds to not only our legal fees, but any legal fees of other kids in the state and hopefully in the country that need help to continue to fight this civil liberties battle. Um, our goal was 10,000 for the retainer of our lawyer, and we've definitely exceeded that. Um, and so at this point, all the rest is going to every other kid who needs it. And um, it, anybody who would love to donate, we, we would love that. Um, it's, uh, it's give, send, go, and then it's uh, on Stand With Grace. Awesome. And what's the name of your personal web? That's just at Stand With Grace. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome, you guys. So exciting. So you also... Last night, what is today? Thursday. So Wednesday night, you got up, well, as much as you can over Zoom to your school board mm -hmm. and still continue to push against this narrative. Talk to me about, you know, what, what you said, what you were feeling and what your mic drop moment was with that. Yeah, um, I had exactly three minutes to talk and I use that three minutes to inform them of the constitutional rights of Wyoming that they are uh, infringing. And then I, uh, I explained to them how disappointed I am that they took away my safety that they were supposed to be providing. And, um, I asked them to please provide more safety, uh, for the rest of the parents and families and kids that go to the school. And, uh, at the very end is when I dropped out of the high school to go to a homeschool program. And then I asked them to not fail anybody else as they failed me. Wow. That's powerful. That's really powerful stuff. So events like this, it obviously changes lives, right? I'm sure both of your lives are totally different than they were, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago. What has been, you know, the biggest change and yet what are you looking forward to? Uh, the biggest change is that I, my face is everywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm not even enrolled in high school and in a public school anymore, which I never 
thought would happen. And um, we've been having to get up at like three in the morning because of the time difference for some of our interviews. Um, and I'm really excited to see where this goes legally. And I'm really looking forward to um, hopefully fixing this. Yeah. So what about you, dad? I mean, Wyoming's obviously a smaller state and it kind of feels like everybody knows everybody. And now that your daughter and your family's kind of plastered all over national news, how has that changed your guys' life? Well, you know, the uh, the world is so divided right now, um, politically, and everybody has different um, ideas and beliefs about the coronavirus. And, and so it is just very political. And it's interesting to me just how divisive it can be even among Christians, um, just based on your viewpoint or belief in uh, policy, these policies, mandates, or the coronavirus, and all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of hate. A lot of people that have reached out, um, you know, in like condemning ways. And that's hard. That's hard because these are people that you know in your community, um, and you know that you still have to see these people, and it can affect your relationship with them. Um, uh, my wife's an educator, and so that's been difficult, too, because she's trying to retain her job and keep her school out of it. She doesn't want her school to suffer at all as a result of what has gone on. And so, um, you know, and we support and respect that. And so, you know, it's just been it's been difficult. We don't know exactly how it's going to be long term. And we don't know if it's going to affect our business and, and, you know, a lot of things like that. But on the other side, we have thousands and thousands of people that have reached out, um, sending messages of encouragement and hope and uh, verses to just, uh, you know, lift us up when things have gotten crazy the last few days. And so, you know, to those people, I just say thank you, because every time we'd get like a bad message, we would just go to the give site and read what people were saying, because, uh, that was just so uplifting to see how what Grace is doing is so far beyond our circumstances here in this small town and these relationships with these people. It, it goes beyond that. And, and it should be a message of empowerment. And that's what we hope people can see is that even if you disagree with uh, the mask thing or you fall on a different side of the, the line on your belief of the masks, hopefully you can at least just look at this young lady and say, wow, that's pretty courageous standing up for what you believe in. And, uh, and so that's really what we hope. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you guys know this, but you're inspiring millions of people out there, especially younger kids. I mean, I'm not in high school. I have a brother who's in high school though. And I can sympathize with all the crazy stuff that you guys have to go through at such a young age. I can't even imagine the difficulty behind it. Um, you know, I know from my own lawsuit suing my university, all the friends I lost, all the opportunities I thought I'd lost. And it's almost like God just picks you up and moves you to a different calling in a different place in life. You grow so much and you learn so much and truly like you're going to be in a better place by the end of all this in a good way. Well, she, she's already been offered to, you know, people are sending offers for her to go to weekend um, leadership trainings. Uh, she's been invited to speak at a local um, campus for, uh, 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 to their leadership team. And uh, it's for 
a campus for automotive mechanics. And so people are reaching out all over the place. They're encouraged by her story. And I have no idea where it's going to take her and what, it, what that's going to look like for her now. I, but it's pretty cool to think about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for your time and coming on to kind of talk about your crazy ride that you've had. I know as a fellow Wyomingite, I never expected to read this from Wyoming, Laramie High School, which is 45 minutes from where I grew up. It's a little too close to home, but, you know, shows the reality of what, what we're up against as a country. So stay in the fight, stay in the trenches, know you're not alone and you need anything, just a phone call away. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. If you're a conservative ready to stand firm in their beliefs and fight for freedom, you're not going to want to miss a single episode of the Raise Right podcast. You can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps so you're up to date on what's going on in the political world. Be sure to like, follow, and share our content on the Instagram page at Raise Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raise Right Pod. This is what it means to be raised right. Podcasts by Federated Media.